You double checked this was the right address. Yeah. Callisto 242, third level. I I talked to Mr. Dietrich personally when we booked. How long ago was that? Three months. They they can't have closed. They probably just relocated, right? Moved to a different compartment. Somebody has to know. I, I, I can go ask. Hey, hey, it's no problem, okay? It's not the first time a restaurant's just closed up shop. Actually, the whole corridor seems like it's vacant. I must have just gotten the address wrong. I'll, I'll find someone and ask. There's got to be someone somewhere. Maybe down another level. Just, uh, just wait here. I'll go. It'll just take a... I'll be right back. No, it's, it's okay. And they're gone. Production assistance. Ah, it'd be a shame to waste the trip out here. Bet we could find something to shoot. There's gotta be someone making good food on Callisto. Let's see if the feeds have anything. Parker? Parker? Hey, buddy, come back. You can't just leave like that. We've got expensive equipment. Slow down. Parker, breathe. Okay. Now what? Remarried? Yeah, that'd do it. Go ahead and see if anyone's got the comm dress and we can reschedule. Sounds good. No, it's it, it's fine. I've got it. Really. Really. Check back in when you hear more. I'll be here. Hmm. There's a donut place up two levels that looks good. Hey, you okay in there? I'm coming in. Uh, need to see if anyone's hurt. We've got a med kit in our on-site shoot bag. I... huh. Looks like they turned their dining room into a commissary kitchen. That's a choice you can make. Could do a better job of keeping it clean, though. Or at least organized. Hello? You need some help? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I could I could probably use some help. Hey, are are you okay? If if I move the shelf, is it going to cause a problem? No. No puncture. Just just stuck here. Don't don't move yet. Let me I'm fine. I it's it's fine. You sure? Yes. Yes, I'm fine. I'm uh... Wait, Jesse Fry? Y yes? I loved that episode with the with the goats on Terraria. <laughs> that was quite funny. <laughs> uh, really good food too, though. I bet. <laughs> Always wish we could visit ourselves. Terraria is a great place. You should definitely go. Maybe. May maybe someday. Uh Jasmine Duvalskin, captain of the free trader, pass unnoticed in unsafe space. That's... you're... Yes. Yes, the peregrination, as some folks call it. Though, we're not doing a lot of moving right now. The port engine seems to desperately want to be the starboard engine. Wait, are you here for a shoot? 
<laughs> well, I was, but it seems like the Canals of Mars isn't here anymore. <sighs> Station manager said they went under. Something about Yukon Logistics and Nutrition Express issues. Deliveries weren't coming, but Yukon wouldn't turn off automatic billing. That's... That's not the first time I've heard that recently. The landlord turned it into a commissary when they bugged out. I rented out the kitchen. Our galley's out of commission right now. I just needed to make something. Well, since the canals of Mars is a bust, I've got some free time. Need some help? No, I, uh, yeah. It's not food you'd like. It's really not fancy. If you've seen my show, you know that's the absolute last thing I care about. I know, but it's... <sighs> okay. You know what? It's for something called Celebration Cake. Celebration Cake? Yeah, it's a thing we make. Usually the captain makes it. Actually goes with the whole weddings and funerals part of the job. Sounds like it's got a story to it. Yeah. I don't know if, um... Listen. The camera's off. The audio drone's off. I'm off the clock. No. No, you know what? This is a good story. And I don't think it's one folks have heard before. But I think they should. If you want, I can tell it on camera. Sure. Let me get set up. Can you even operate those? <laughs> you don't think I've always had a production crew, do you? Oh, more than just a pretty face for the camera, then. Okay. We are... Rolling. So, count to two in your head, then just give me a nice clean intro. Like, I'm Captain Jasmine Duvalskin, captain of... I'm Captain Jasmine Duvalskin, captain of the free trader Pass Unnoticed in Unsafe Space. Perfect. I'm recently divorced, but not too recent. I work too much, I wear a size 6 boot, my favorite color is emerald green, my favorite PNG team is the... Uh... <laughs> okay, okay, that's good. Uh, okay. Can you just confirm that you're okay with me recording this? Yes, it's okay for you to record this. You may have to check with your folks, and I may have to check with mine. But hey, I'm a captain. A lot of what we know about your... the, the pair of... It's okay. People will know what you mean if you say peregrination. I'm, I'm just going to redo that. A lot of what folks know about the peregrination is, and I'm going to go out on a limb here, incomplete at best. Just like everyone else who ventured out into the black and made a life out here, folks on the pass unnoticed and unsafe space brought some of their home with them and build the rest as they go. Now, I wasn't planning on this particular story, but sometimes life throws you a rogue bronco and you just have to match spin with it. So today on Delta V Dining, we're going to learn about Celebration Cake. Well, this is the story. I don't know if it's true, but it's true enough. It was back in the first year, about nine months in. The ships had recently been turned away from Rezanov Station by a Navy detachment, even though they'd been requesting medical aid and food. You know... Basic humanitarian stuff? 
Navy'd even shot a few rounds in their direction just to make a point. No one realised it at the time, because there were a lot of folks learning the trades as they went back then, but one of those rounds had put the tiniest crack in the reactor wall of the Barroso. Nothing that would trip any alarms immediately, but one of those long-term problems that makes itself known a little too late to do anything about it. Well, it became a problem a few weeks later. Radiation warnings, intermittent system failures, the whole maintenance board lighting up like a solar flare. They knew they'd have to abandon it. There simply wasn't enough gear left to do the kind of salvage op it needed. So, Archer ordered non-essential ships to a safe perimeter and sent in a scow to pull out anything and everything that wasn't thoroughly irradiated. The leak was worse than they'd thought. The wreckers were coming back with their exposure badges filled up after one run. So they cycled healthy folks through. Even Archer went in on the second or last run. She unloaded about half a ton of survival biscuits and instant coffee, even though she was probably half-starved and weary to the bone. Hell, everyone was. The whole fleet was on quarter rations at that point. And that's where she was. Sitting on tins of the most boring food you can imagine when the news came in. The last run the scow made. The leak must have cracked wide open right then. Comms went dead, and it looked like the scow lost main power. All the lights went out, and it crashed straight into the Barroso. Thing was, the pilot of that scow was Archer's daughter, so there was no way it was pilot error. Now, you'll remember I said this was about nine months in. That's an important number. In the middle of all this, a young woman was in labor. She'd been one of the folks rescued from the Neptune complex and had become, in the family way, in the aftermath when we were all finding comfort in each other. Or maybe her young man had been on the scow too. The, the story's different depending on who's telling. Anyway, she has a normal, healthy, uncomplicated birth and the very first family baby is born. While down the hall, Archer is running out of compartments to compartmentalize in. She comes out of that cargo hold raging about the noise, clearly in a bit of an uncontrolled spin. Then she sees this little pink thing hollering its head off and surrounded by people who are in that strange middle space between grief and elation. Well, Archer, she looks around, grabs a cart, and goes off without a word. No one sees her for an hour, and she comes back with this big dish and a serious expression on her face. She says, I don't really know how this is going to taste, but I had something like it on Luna once, I think. And she cuts out a piece for the new mum. She'd taken those survival biscuits, soaked them in non-dairy creamer and instant coffee, and topped it with the last couple of packets of hot cocoa mix. She says, I know it's not much, but it's important to mark time. And it really was the best thing folks had eaten in a long while. Later, as she's holding that baby, Archer says, 
This isn't going to be the last time we say goodbye. And it isn't going to be the last time we say hello. We're going to have harder times ahead of us, and happier too. What we've all got to do is forge sorrow into joy and find flavour in ashes. She probably said more, and less pretty than that. But that's what folks remember. So that's why we make celebration cake every time we say hello for the first time, or goodbye for the last. Which is it this time? It's a goodbye. Henry Farson, and we didn't have any survival biscuits on hand. Well, I think I saw some of the tins back there. Let's get to work. And we did. We found a big tin of survival biscuits in the emergency shelter, about six months before their expiration date. Don't worry, we notified station maintenance that they needed replacing. Instant coffee was easy to come across, but shelf-stable cream was in short supply. We found a big tub of flash-frozen mascarpone cheese, of all things. It was a little chunky, but here's a tip. You can revive frozen mascarpone if you whip it in a stand mixer. If you're feeling fancy, you can add a little bit of flavoring to the dairy. Vanilla's the easy route. Fiore di Sicilia, if you've got it. And, of course, there's always coffee liqueur or a nice Martian bourbon. It's a pretty classic icebox cake, all told. Make layers of cracker and filling, dust with cocoa, cover it, and pop it in the fridge until it softens up. While we waited, Jasmine told me about the life on a free trader ship. She told me some of the story of Henry Farson. We swapped favorite outer system food stops, and she told me some very interesting things about a certain mushroom. And all too soon, it was time for Jasmine to get back to her ship and for me to track down the rest of my crew. Look, Captain, you've told me a lot today. I, I really do genuinely appreciate this window you've given me into the Peregrine... into your family. And I'd love to open that to my audience, but I feel like you're in a moment of emotional vulnerability, and I'm not going to take advantage of that to tell someone else's secrets, you know? How about I just delete this recording? Maybe you could write down the recipe for that cake, though? Keep it. Are you sure? Yes. There's a difference between a secret and something you've just never found the right time to share. Anyway, I've seen your show, remember? If there's anyone that can tell this the right way. It's you. That's... I promise, this will be what I think you want it to be. Space is really big. But the parts of it we've actually settled? They're pretty small. It is so, so important that we find common ground. Find ways to connect with the people next door. And a really good way to do that is with a meal. Or even just cooking something important together. I didn't plan this meeting. I couldn't have hoped for this meeting. But having it here, with you watching, 
Well, I sure hope that you remember it like I will, and mark time in your own way. Celebration cake isn't an unusual recipe, but making it without considering why it's being made, it loses something vital. The peregrination, as folks call them, are humans. Out in the black, making the best of things day to day, just like any of you. Jasmine, I hope this episode lives up to your expectations. I hope that you and the crew of the Pass Unnoticed and Unsafe Space managed to forge that sorrow into joy. And I hope to see you again someday. And maybe someday soon we'll invite you on board for more. I'd like that.